I was going to see if I could hit record during a cool moment just of that conversation, but I didn't hit it at the nah, same time. Nah, you don't get to hear the real Ladies cool and gentlemen, that fucking... Bro, I was about to... You literally left that lighter here because it didn't oh, work. Oh, this one? Yes. Oh, we'll throw it away, motherfucker. <laughs> I hadn't gotten to that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Carnival Grounds. My name is Mad Max. Uh, Reverend Television is over there forgetting that he left this lighter here. And uh, yes, it is good to see you. It's good to... Well, I don't see any of you. I only see Derek. But it's good for you to be here. And I know there's at least a few of you. Uh, so hello. Um, we're having fun. Yes. So, uh, last episode <laughs> was, uh... Feel like we're, we're, like, on a, a day trip, and you're, like, <laughs> I'm, like, part of a group of kids you don't want to babysit, and you're, like, telling me I'm having fun. All right. Find your, find your buddy. Find your buddy. Link arms. No, so, uh... Last episode was Bizarre Bizarre, and uh, I really enjoyed that episode. I think it was a good one. Um, I think we made, you know, talked about some great stuff, made some really good points. Um, I really, today though, uh, this album as I was listening to it, uh, it's so funny that the, the fucking compilation albums that ICP has done over the years, Psychopathic really, have ended up having this just like legendary effect like here's the the best example on the album in question which if you haven't read the description is psychopathics from outer space one um we also talked about that last episode um psychopathics from outer space one the best example of this is 50 bucks 50 bucks is the banger slammer classic track of that album as far as ICP songs go. But it has so many good songs, B-sides, collabs, that, that like, it just, it really is its own thing. Because, you know, my boy, uh, Mike from work, uh, homie you met, he pointed out that all of those fucking, and I'm starting to think that this was the way that went, all of those songs from Psychopathic to Matter Space were on the pendulum. Yeah, they're on they, the pendulum, and then when you hear, you know, almost every Twisted track outside of Meat Cleaver, I'm pretty sure, is uh, they're like initial demos they made. They, they, they're they're it's Mr. funny, Bones, and they were, you know? yeah, exactly, they were just Mr. Bones. And Mr. Bones, yeah. Which, I gotta tell and you... And then you have, dude, Murder, 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 so good. Oh so God. two things about that. One thing about Murder, Murder, Murder that I will say in a minute, but <coughs> I just had to make this point, because... I don't know what you want to say about Jamie Madrox necessarily, but Mr. Bones fucking loves the N-word. Holy shit. I know, shit. yo. Yo, Bro, the, whole, the whole fucking song. Of, every bitch uh, wants to be fucked. Every N-word wants to be sucked. Every ninja. You know, I should start saying that. Um, but no, that to me was just because it really, when you listen to it, there's other spots too that he says it. I'm just trying to remember... Remember if he says it on Blam. Blam was a funny song in the sense that, like, I think one, there's like maybe one, one little slip of the N word. But on Blam. Uh, <coughs> Blam is a funny track because I mean, let's be perfectly <coughs> candid. There's a lot of white people saying the N word, like not. 
no, that not is in a negative way, just in a corny white. It was way. definitely, you know, it was like, definitely more common in the early, in the yeah, early to late, not, early to mid nineties. Yeah, even starting early, to kind of fall out of vogue. Even the early two thousands, you know what I mean? Like I, definitely in the circles I hung out with. I'm not gonna lie to you. No, well, all right, that's fair. Went to Hartford, Connecticut, and then motherfuckers said it like acting like they were cool, you know, like. Are you Connecticut motherfuckers are a very, very interesting breed. Well, if you live in Connecticut and you're broke, something in your fucking family tree went wrong. Well, here's the thing. Hartford and Bridgeport, they're not, like, broke. For, I mean, they're not uh, rich towns. No, you know I what know. I mean? Like, and by the way, just so we can be clear, anybody from Connecticut, I'm just fucking around. Because growing but, up, that was always the uh, the sentiment. You know, Greenwich. They're old working class hoity. towns yeah, that and just then we fell went, out of they, favor. So we thought of that, right? And then... Actually went to Hartford at Webster Theater. Right, right. Oh yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like we fucking. Oh, the gas station across from the exactly, Webster. That place yeah. is a fucking Rap, mess. I, I, was rapping, <laughs> I was rapping for crackheads at that gas station when I was probably seventeen or eighteen years old. That sounds very fifty. And dead. I learned that fucking Connecticut is not all fucking rich people. Shit, you know what I mean? Oh no, all. it is not. It's so funny, the uh, the little kids in the hood, because it's like kind of projects right around this yes. venue, too. Yep. And we, that was when I used to, in the 50 Dead Days, where I had the uh, blow-up uh, dolls, you know, and uh, Axe Murder Boy's father, like, was their t- tour manager, and they I had, didn't know that. They were on, like, the handy digital cam, like, filming <laughs> us, and... That's fun. I remember going to a show, doing a show in, uh... Worcester at Club Oasis when Axe Murder Boys were there. And this was like fresh off of the rumors that um, Young Wicked had been talking to Sugar Slam. Oh, okay. And so this was the first rumor. That was before fucking Young Wicked ended up knocking up fucking Jump Steady's niece. Yeah, this was when they first got signed. Yeah. When we were doing this. Right, right, right. A long time ago. Or whoever the fuck he knocked up. I don't pay attention to the drama. But. Bro, I think that it's funny where, because, you know, Ash Murder Boys would have been on Psychopathic's Matter Space 3, I imagine. I'm sure they were on at least one track they, on there. They, Boondocks is on they, it. I don't think they were. Oh, you know what? All right. Fair um, enough. Like, I can't wait to review that. It's been a while. Oh, no, but, I know. Uh, well, so here's the funny thing. Positive they're not. Clay is, but they're not. Well, no, I know. Clay's track on that album is really good, I, actually. Uh, really good. Really good. But, I've never seen him do it live. I've seen the guys play live a few times. I get, here's the thing. I've never seen him do a song live where I was like, mm, that was all right. So whatever he's doing live, I think is no, good. No, it's good. But, and I understand. You know what? It's probably because he usually does those like 15 minute type sets. You know, right. so there's no. Well, but he also it's, it's really, a weird thing because he does DJ shit, but then he raps too. So yeah, like, it's mad funny, dude. He keeps good energy. Oh yeah. Oh no, DJ Clay it. is the energy man. Yeah. That's why fucking Tier Diaz is where is signed to his label. Tierra wouldn't fucking work with DJ Clay just because he's DJ Clay. Like, he's not that guy. So the fact that they decided to work together the way that they are, um, again, Clay is just fucking that guy. But um, I will ask you, though, do you, is it solidly Psychopathics from Outer Space 1 is the best one? Me? Yes. This one the best one? Or am I asking, do you feel that? No, not at all. Thank you. Good, because no, my was... boy Mike from fucking work, I was saying, he was he like, thinks this is the best he one? thinks the first one is the best one, yes. 
And I tried to say, bro, Psychopathics from Outer Space 2? Yeah. Psychopathics from Outer Space 2 is like a real album. You know, music's subjective. No, I know. I know. But I'm sorry, the correct answer is 2. Yes. No, (laughs) I know. Like, the objective musical of No, I know. It's like, it's not even close. Number one, it's twice as long. Yes, there is definitely that. Fucking tracks. The roster at the time was impeccable. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Peak psychopath. Peak psychopathic. Zog Island psychopath. Oh, yo. And then even everyone hated, not everyone hated Jump Steady, but I'm a nerdy type. Dude, no, let me tell you something. I need to, and frankly, when we do, when we get to that era, and we're actually probably pretty close to it. Well, Chaos Theory would definitely. Well, then you want to know what? Maybe that should be the next episode because. We're doing, no, we're doing, we're going that deep. Well, here's the thing. In Jump Steady's case, Specifically, well, because first of all, it's the fucking carnival grounds. We do whatever the fuck we want. Right. But second of all, Jump Steady is somebody who I just. It's hard for me to quantify because. What do you mean? I have. Well, like how you feel about him? Yes, I have as much love for him, if not more do love. You like the music or not? Well, okay, here's the problem. When I listened to it, it did not ta- It did not pass the flow check. It's probably hard because you're a I rapper. Heard, no, that's the thing. When I was younger, I, and especially when the, when the albums came out, I was steadfastly a lyricist-only kind of guy. If you can't spit, I don't want to fucking hear it. And I had to get older to realize two very important things. Number one, you always got to listen to what somebody is actually saying. If they straight up fucking cannot rap, then all right, fine. But if their flow is maybe not great, but they were saying some shit, then there's something to be said about that. And here's number two. You know that this is true, because you've been doing this shit as long as I have, and you've been around enough people to know. If you got a crew of rappers, where it's like mostly dope rappers, or at least there's at least a dope rapper in the entire official outfit, the whacker the rapper is around him, the more dangerous that motherfucker is. Oh, it's insane. It's actually, I don't understand how it's like, this guy is literally like, nah, I'm gonna rap. And everybody's just like, fucking, okay, bro, you're good. Go ahead. Get on the mic. And then it's literally, I wish I could remember the guy's name. But there was a guy that, when I was working with uh, Purgatory Productions, Hysteria, and others who will not be named. Fucking, there was a guy who came by to that studio occasionally. I wish I could remember his name. And to their credit. My name is Shitboop the knife uh, not the his name might the, his rap name might have been ice i can't remember <laughs> but for sure what up, this, this guy ernie what i tell you my, my, don't call me ernie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> my name is ice. nah bro i don't know about this ice because whoever this dude was fucking gun fell out of his pants when he was sitting in the studio <laughs> So, like it didn't go off. Yeah, I know. But oh. no, but so, and I will also say, by the way, to the Purgatory Productions uh, crew's credit, regardless of whose names I don't want to say or say, um, there was a crew of dudes that worked with them called Goose Gang. Every one of those motherfuckers could rap their ass off. And they were true to life gangsters, like straight up and down. There was one dude, Red Rue. He was. The way he wrote, he was the first guy I ever saw when he was rapping, hold his hand up like that, like he was holding a rifle. I was like, yo, that's so fucking dope. Like, that looks good, I like that. But these guys were sick as shit. And they were just like, that was one of those things where it does happen both ways. Where again, that whole crew could rap their fucking asses off. 
and a bunch of them were gangsters. So the dude that was showing up who, like, I'm not saying he was ass necessarily, but he was not great. Right. And it was the kind of thing where, like, because of the way that the crew operated, they would talk about how about lyricism they were. Because that's just how East Coast shit is. You know that. Yeah. So I was always on some, like, why did they, like, this guy is around a lot. Why did they... Well, because he'll pistol whip somebody. Exactly. You know, I Well, no, because you want to know what? you got to keep the shit authentic. If you're going to be talking a bunch of gangster shit, there's got to be a couple of gangsters hanging around. Yeah. You can't be a complete fucking liar. Yeah. But, no, and by the way, I think that that's one of the great things about Psychopathics from Outer Space is that it fucking had that gritty feeling. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that, because I'll, I'll say what I think about Jamie Madrox as an artist in a moment, but Mr. Bones... And Jamie Madrox and Monoxide Child, not Monoxide, Monoxide Child, because nobody seems to remember that it was Monoxide Child. It was. That was his name. But they really seemed like some, and again, it might have been because I was younger and the more of the mystique still existed, but they really felt like much more like, oh, who are these fucking just miscreants on the streets of Detroit? Oh, he said the (laughs) N-word. I mean, as a fucking, as, as a uh, teenage white boy uh, getting into rap, what do you know? You know my strange approach to this whole culture, and I didn't hear this. I heard the first song I heard off this album, because I got a computer in like 2002. Yes, yes. And I started getting random songs, and it was uh, The Amazing Maze. That was the first one. That actually might have been, I might have heard that one online before I got the CD, because here was the funny thing about Psychopathics from Outer Space. You couldn't find that motherfucker anywhere. Yeah. That was a rarity. And there's only, so back in the day, it wasn't They only made so many. It even said we only made a thousand of them. As far as pirating music, kids now, if you're like under 30, then you don't understand that like there was only certain songs even available online because YouTube didn't exist. So it wasn't like ubiquitous. Everybody's uploading music. I got banned from Napster by Dr. Dre. (laughs) It actually said you have been banned from Napster by (laughs) Dr. Dre. It actually said that. You should make a t-shirt. No, I know, right? <laughs> make a Dr. A Dre ban- Dr. Dre banned me from you, Napster. You as a 16-year-old, <laughs> and then that's what it says on the back. Oh, my God. Uh, no, you want to know what? go with devil horns oh, on That's it. fucking... Uh, Nobody say- steal that. Nobody steal that. I'm trademarking it right now. <laughs> Napster with devil horns. Fuck you. No. I, bro. I almost give, don't want to know. Give me, give me I j- literally... I am not going to release this episode until I have somebody making one. <laughs> okay, and I, so I have until next Monday. Give me some props on that. Oh, no, absolutely. Producer credits all day. No, I, like, listen. Kids these days are never going to know about Kazaa. They're not going to know about fucking giving, you, giving your computer space aids because yeah. you wanted to listen to corn. Yeah, my, that was my choice. That was where I got all my first beats from. I'll tell you that. Oh, hell yeah. That, that was, was where nice. I got the beat. I, told, I talked about this. That's where I got the beat for Come and Get Me. To uh, that Jay eventually heard, like, bro. I think that it's also. A, a, I think you're uh, right, by the way, and it speaks to his abilities as a lyricist. But I think that you're right. Excuse me. That the uh, twisted tracks were demos. Yeah, I would say certainly the quality. Exactly. The, That's the, the main thing. Listening the back. Cadence. They changed their cadence. I mean, no, there's some holdovers on most tasteless, and we're not talking about twisted. <coughs> they are 
obviously. Are we talking but about the original? Or are we talking about the original? The like, yeah, you know, you can. Well, because the original can, had somebody dissing you. Yeah. Which, by the way, which is also on this album. No, I know. know. What I mean, which, and it's funny. I just want to get this out because I may have told you this story. I'm not sure if I told it on the podcast, but the way that I used to, because I did it on stage the first time. I did it with Isha. I did. I spit the wicked shit'll never die. The first verse, and then started freestyling at the end of his verse. And then, but that was the first time I did that on stage. When I used to freestyle with people, just hanging out, I would spit. It would depending on who I was with, um, either Jamie's or Paul's verse from somebody dissing you. Moving with the speed of the, the robot, robot sonic, sonic exhaust, exhaust, chronic fumes, fuel, gin and tonic. Half yeah, it's of the wo- very fun to rap. No, and by yeah. the way, this is the thing. I did that shit for two reasons. One, because I wasn't that good of a rapper yet, and I wanted to be able to get into the cipher. But, this is also a very important reason why I did it. Because, and I have talked a little bit about this before, but being a juggalo and then wanting to be a rapper, if you take lyricism seriously, is difficult because Jay and Shaggy's lyrics are very experimental and very avant-garde. A lot of the time. They have, they have bars for fucking days and they've proven it over al- and over on, again. But on this album, and again, it's, it's hard to say on this album because it's a culmination of like fucking random tracks, but like they were definitely in that hella experimental era with like I mean, yes, songs like because but... you got songs that go from 50 bucks down, <coughs> and then you get like songs like with Ice T. Those are like night and day. And then, and then the way they approach uh, Meat Cleaver too, like they make a like a very yeah no you know what to be as no low brow you as know possible. what that's actually and they do that a lot I got it no and I I had to I have to stop myself just because I think to myself that they were oh you know that they they were rat you know they were barring out like and but I'm just thinking I'm realizing that because I love them yeah because now I'm thinking to myself first of all how does ICP's verse start. I smell raisins. I smell raisins. So first of all, there's that. And that's very, but, that's so much, but let's talk about that being Isn't rapids. that like what you're, That's a conscious choice, like, we're gonna make this verse seem as schizophrenic as possible. But not even it, just give that. Give you a glimpse of what this might, imagine the, cause that's clearly a cut of however many things Jay was smelling, cause if they actually kicks <laughs> off I smell with garlic. garlic. So imagine how many times and what things, you know. Oh, I can I mean? only imagine. Like, but listen, this is what I'm saying, though, is that I like to think that, because there are certain songs where they're very traditional rap, Yeah. but I smell garlic, my head hurts, my brain is cursed by voodoo wizards, my skin turns blue, yeah. and I start to shake, my tongue comes out like a snake. <laughs> Zunga boonga hooli goo bo. Yeah, okay. This is not typical rap. This is let's be clear. That's exactly what I was saying. Where they made a a point because they were also trying to showcase. They did that consciously to show. To be honest, also more of a gangster rapper. These guys are actually kind of more buying out, and we're fucking hissing like snakes and smelling garlic. You know know what? I got to know, and that's a. It is a very astute observation, and I appreciate that. I Dude, really I before I forget, like, cause I've haven't had an opportunity to tell this story. I, cause I always felt bad that I did this as a young kid too. I used to have pre-rehearsed verses too, uh-huh. also an Isham verse, yep. cause that's what you would do. And mine was uh, Fallen Angel. You okay. Remember that? I don't. I, I can't. It's I not. Was an unplanned pregnancy brought forth by a mistake. Born into a world filled up with lust and hate. 
Uh, bro, I love that that's the fucking verse that you would want to enter into the cypher with. That's the most fucking 50 shit of all time. I love it. Yo, I, uh... Reverend in the house. Yo, I loved that verse, and I, I had that, and because, like, you also did it because you wanted to show I have flow, but my lyrics aren't really there yet, so... And the first time I did it, it was with this older black dude. He was probably like 40, dad alcoholic, and uh, taught me how to like grill a good steak and cheese though. And I was like 16 years old, and uh, Bapo had like let it slip that I was a rapper. And then he's like, oh, you're a rapper, spit something for me. And then I uh, I spit that uh, that rap. But in the the verse, uh, there's a line where he says, he goes, he goes, uh, uh, I saw him standing on the corner. He goes, the devil, uh, to paraphrase it, he goes, the devil is a black man. I saw him standing on the corner with the crack man. Right. And, like, I'm saying that as a white dude, not referencing that, like, this oh, is by a the way, person first <laughs> from the late 80s, you know, like... And I'll never forget his, his face scrunching up like, that was dope, but what are you talking about the devil what? being a black man? Oh, though? no, so let me... <laughs> oh, my God. Then I was like, no, that's what they're trying to get you to make me think, you know, because I didn't want to, like, say that it was right, the right, first. Right, I was right. trying to explain, like, Again, this is the most fucking 50 shit of all time. I fucking love it. No, you want to know what? I wasn't the only one who spit other people's verses when I was a kid. No, so. no, bro. That, I, look, you want to know what? When you get started, if you want to... And then I never did that after that. Because, oh, no, bro. Know, now like, that I can like, see... Once I learned how to spit my own shit, never again. I already but knew how to. It was, just it was about I learning how to get comfortable in the cypher. That's true, yeah. That was what it was really about. was learning how to get comfortable rapping in front of other people. Exactly. And, it wasn't even and by a... the way, I also want to make it known. Like, let's be clear here. Rappers make the best hype men because rappers know how to recite other rappers' lyrics. No bullshit. I became a better rapper by learning how to recite Tech Nine lyrics. That's a fact. Yeah. So, I think that That's there is... It's fun to hype you because not only are we friends, but I like your shit. No, and by the way, I, um... Are you available? <laughs> he asked me on the show. <laughs> for, um... Well, no, listen. In October, so, it's going to be hard to be available for anything. That, and fair enough. Uh, so, you want to know what... October 28th, the Flatliners show. Because the Derby show in New Hampshire is whatever. Uncle Ernie. Oh, that's all, the 28th you're yeah, doing. Yeah, that's, yeah. And I already have. Yeah, and so the whole day. I, <laughs> you said the whole, you know how involved that's going to be? No, man? yeah, absolutely. But I, I also think you're probably going to start early in the morning. I have to, I actually have a, that, this is such a longer uh, conversation that we have to do off Okay, no, fair Because enough. you're a producer now. Right, uh, right, right. That's like, and I need help with other things. No, fair enough. So, no, that, I, by the way, the reason I was saying was only because I was thinking about well, bringing the projector and doing that set. Not the only, the, not the necessarily only, having somebody on stage. The only reason but, why is because, and you can edit this out if you want, I don't care. Um, the, oh, we, I don't have, we, have, we have the studio where we're recording in uh, Rockland until, like, we're done filming at, like, 4.30, but then it's a whole ass fucking, I'm not gonna say what the set is, but it's a whole set that we have to take down. It's not like it's, like, 4.30, bye, yes. you know what I mean? Like, we gotta take it all down. Well, this is not what for nothing. What time do you rap, I'll, you think? I'll probably fucking 10. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna, because it's not many people on the show. Right. And it's, they start at 7. So you have to figure, I'm going on, actually, if I'm being, if I'm being generous to myself, uh, probably 9.30. I'm pretty sure OLC is going to go on uh, after me. Right. Um, so, it's, because it's me, 
Fury, OLC, and there's two other openers that I'm an asshole because I can't remember exactly without looking at the flyer. And then it's the Flatliners, and I think that actually might be it. But you also know these shows end up always running late. But yeah. one way or another, anybody that's listening that happens to be within fucking, as far as I'm fucking concerned. You're in New England, it's yes. Halloween, bitch. If you're Fly. in New England, it's Halloween weekend, and it's going to be fucking the Flatliners, which that is OG, OG horrorcore. If you've never been to an underground hip-hop show, juggalo show. Especially at the stuff. Raven, the tarpologists are going to be there, bro. Oh, yeah, there's going to be fucking weed in the, weed in yeah. the air yeah. all night, yeah. probably giving out free dabs. That's usually how that goes. Yeah, um, I, you want to know what? Uh, we'll probably be knowing the set. Um, I'm at least going to invite some of the homies. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ari Chusitz is always at the Raven for shows. Uh, problematic if he's not busy. Um, but one way or another, fucking Atier Diaz maybe. See, he doesn't live in Worcester anymore. In any case, it's going to be a dope show. It's fucking underground horrorcore shit. And you want to know what? It's like, you're going to come through and have a good time if you come through to have a good time. Right. If you come through to be, like, in a place where there's lots of cool happening people where you can, you know, like, try to get laid or make moves and shit, then I don't know, maybe. Depends, but fucking... It does sound like a good time. It does sound like a good time, hey, but... That's tell, also the kind of thing that, that... If that's what you want to do, come home to the show. Well, yeah, no. You were about to say that in a negative way, I feel like. Well, no, but this is my point, that, like... I... I look, bro, <laughs> people come to horrorcore and underground shows to do all of that shit. Yeah. The problem is that the crowds aren't always that big and a lot of guys, a lot of chicks don't come along. You know what I realized? Girls come with their boyfriends. I, you know what I realized? Like, doing, like, the film thing. What? Um, because I, and I don't want to go too down the road because we are talking with the Juggalo podcast, but, like... Yeah, we can talk about whatever the fuck we I've, want, man. I've had, you know, I, uh... Went to did I ever tell you a story when I went to the film festival to try to pitch to David Wedge? Yes, I don't remember the specifics, but I do remember hearing about Basically, it. Basically, every little scene, no matter if it's film or a horrorcore show, there's always somebody there, and there's like a hierarchy, and someone's trying to work the room, and I've been the oh, person yeah. working the room. I've been the person when I at back in the day when I had the juice, quote unquote, with people freestyling in my ear. You know what I mean? When oh, I'm God, I hate that shit so much. Piss, you know, like... That is my least favorite part about being a rapper. Is when people find like, out you rap and then they want to rap for you. Like, no. It's hard. I'm so Show me a song. I don't want to hear you spit. I'm so glad I don't have any equity anymore. Like, because like, I don't get any of that As shit. As a rapper. Yeah, yeah like, at all. You know, but I used to back in the day. You know, people used to think I, I was in Outland Camp, too. <laughs> And then Boppo would get that too. It shows you how much A drugs people were. Are you on kidding me? Like Boppo was getting backstage at Guar shows for fucking ever. That was because dope. Dave Brocky thought he worked for Psychopathic. No shit. I pottied with them on No, I know. I'm yeah, just uh, stating that fact. I wasn't telling you when, like, oh, let me tell you something about your life. That's what I was just that's why my mind was blown. Like, I'm pretty sure you know that I was there. <laughs> and the funniest part about that was when Dave was taught, and I realized because we're all on acid, right? You know, like fuck you, man. Like, That's an experience that I'll never get to have is being with Halloween, fucking Dave Brocky on Halloween on acid. Fucking, yo, oh my god! Crazy. They, I love it. Yo, and uh, whenever I realized that the jig was almost, and my react anyway, like we're sitting there and fucking 
He's like, yeah, we're having a lot of fun, but you know what? I really want to put together a tour. And think how nasty this would have been. Rob Zombie, Gwar, and ICP. That's what he says to Boppo. And then Boppo's pretending like he's really listening, like he has something to do with anything. And then that's when I realized that all this is predicated on nonsense. And then I went into the up upstairs uh, dressing rooms and trashed them with dank. And then we went into the fucking... That was like the impulse. Like, oh, we gotta fucking fuck shit up as fast as possible before we get kicked out. And then we had this moment. Because, like, do you ever go in the back backstage? Yes. How the, the I've room, only been there one time, but yes. Yeah, the dressing rooms go upstairs. Yes, correct. And uh, we just went to the first one, tip over the fucking... Uh the tub of drinks that they had, then we went to the next one and we like flipped the couch over, like, and then we went on to the main stage and uh, we looked out because we had never like seen it from that perspective before and they're cleaning up all the gore shit and me and Dank had this moment where we were like, yo, we're gonna fucking do that one day. And then like probably three or four years later, we ended up actually playing at Rock and Shock and we had this crazy deja vu where we're like about Oh, did you guys play main stage? Yeah, dude, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah dude. it was crazy. Fuck it was yeah, bad, like, That was like some full circle Listen, shit, bro, like, not for nothing. Juggalo shit right there. Bro, the picture there, I, I have, it comes up on my uh, memories. It should be coming up soon, actually. But, um... When I played Rock and Shock, because bro, that was, I swear to God, one of the best moments in my career for a couple of different reasons. Number one, it was the first time that I actually played with ICP. Number two, it was the first time that I ever went up on stage for a Fago Armageddon, and I got a good story about that. But it was the first time that the Palladium let me sell tickets for a show. And just based on, this is one of these moments where you know how I am. I cannot give myself credit. And this was one of these first moments where it was like, yeah, bro, you, I made money that night. We got, I got $2 per ticket. So I made $100 and opened for ICP and fucking. You know what it came down to that night, if you remember? Yes, I do remember that. You, yes. was doing main stage. I do remember that. But you deserved it so much more. And, like, because Dank was, like, half-checked out by that point anyways. Um, which but, is, um, which I will go on record and say is a shame because Dank is a good rapper. Yeah, what a great night. What a great set. Oh, dude. no, bro, that they whole did, fucking. Like, they did such an old-school set list that night. They did the greatest show on earth that fucking night. Everybody oh, shit. comes to the greatest show. Oh shit, that's yeah, right. They did dude, fucking, they fucking do that. Did, Bro, it was Rock and Shock. They knew Rock and Shock was something. Was Worcester was a special one. city At to them, this, man. My boy, it was the last one. Yep. We did the last And that's one. exactly why I feel the way I do about it. That picture of me and Tierra in front of that fucking me and Tierra in front of that dragon, bro. Yeah. I the picture is gonna come up in my memories, but no bullshit. Um the homie Nine Mills, shout out Nine Mills, man. Uh he's on the new album, Kaleidoscope. Um, he got a video of us up on stage. It was me and Fury, and I. Did you get up there for the figure Armageddon? Oh thing hell yeah! Here? So yeah, I he was. Landry there. had uh, Pat's up. There so too, bro, I no, think. and oh, he, no, well, that's a different well, because he was just like yeah, Mills was, because Mills got a lot of love for the scene, and like he's about this shit for real. So I fuck with him heavy, but. He was, I just remember that the, the, the real was being like, you know, this is some like legendary Worcester shit right here. Cause bro, this is the kind of person that I am. I played the show. I played main stage, but after the, you know how it is after the show a lot of the time, they're like, all right, thanks for coming. Off you go. And so ICP was, you know, the, the set was getting towards the end. You know how I am a lot of the time now 
Um, I will go super, super hard. But then once I'm like, either I know this song or I know we're basically done, I like to beat the traffic. Yeah. And so I did that. And then I also realized now I probably could have seen ICP set from the stage, which I've still yet to see. But I'm down there and you know the ramp. I may have talked about this before, but it was a major moment. You know the ramp leading into the Palladium from the outside on the, on the hill, right? Yeah. So I'm like kind of looking and they're about to, like I think all the VIPs went in, the, you know, the fucking meet and greets because they get to go up there now. And I was just, I was like kind of thinking about it and hesitating and I was just about to walk away. And then Fury is like, bro, come on. And that was all it took. I was like, oh fuck, all right, fine. And then first time I've ever been on stage for a Fago Armageddon ever. And it was, because my thing is, back in the day you had to jump on the stage. You just had to rush that motherfucker. Like it was a task. At the gathering, that's what happens now. But at for me, I just, this was the first time where I felt like I earned it. Right. And as a matter of fact, that's why I haven't gone up onto a Fago Armageddon yet since I've been going to the gathering. Because I feel like I I want to I want to be there because I in was... In my mind, you were there at the Riddlebox show in uh, Providence. No, I was not up on stage for that one. I was in the I was in the crowd for sure. That was fun. That show was wild, bro. Dude, the fact we got all thrown on the bill last minute too. That that, that show was actually where uh, Blase Rose came from. Apparently, that show I'm pretty sure was where she came down to do um, the Cemetery Girl. No, you got your timeline all fucked up. I'm not sure, man. This is somebody I I'm, nah, can't remember who it was. Blase Rose was like 2014 and shit, wasn't it? No, she was 2016. She was the Wizard Gallery. That was Blase Rose. Yes. And so that was apparently Damn, where really? they that the but this is what I was told. And who knows, maybe it's not true. But as I recall, as I was told, she came down and she was a cemetery girl for that show. And something about they were hanging out and she was like either spitting somebody else's verse or like whatever. And Jay was like, oh shit, like you can kind of spit. And fucking <laughs> Then no, listen, many you want to know what, bro? Were made after Let me tell you something, bro. Nothing but solid. Listen, Blase did, not, Blase did not play. We get that. But I got to tell you something, man. I feel like in a lot of ways, <coughs> she kind of got a bum rat because really think about this. Like, you're a young juggalo, young adult juggalo, and I mean, we could never understand this part, but also a woman who's attracted to men and you're a juggalo and you meet Violent J yeah I mean that's kind of the thing like being well cause bro no, first of all nobody I've I mean I'm sure have, some people I actually do, know her lie, but I'm not gonna I'm sure we'll get some flack from the, the blase allos, but like I only know her from the cypher verses I've never I've even never, heard that See, so like I don't know, I can't. Listen, this I can't is be bro, mad because this I'm is not my mad point. At all, but like, I can't. this is I, my I point. Have no, I have no opinion. No, nah, well, so know. this is kind of my point. I just point. can't believe my 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 opinion is that I'm losing my mind because I thought that bitch came out in like 2016, 
2013. No. I believe you. Blase came out during Blase came this out at the Wizard gathering. gathering, and I know that because I was at the gathering where she was. Announced. I'm remembering. This was like a repressed memory. I remember it now, <laughs> like sitting on the hill, like yes, and then wondering. Wait, who is this? He saw the, the bunch of people come out, and then they just play the video. She didn't perform. It was like, wait, what? Hold on, I'm confused. But <laughs> yo, that psychopathic no, no. so many. So how many times in your life has psychopathic done something like that? We just like, all right, and then we just kind of nod our heads. Yeah, we just it. like, oh well, I mean, <laughs> sure, okay, fair enough. I, but listen, bro, this is my point. Really think about this. And I'm like, again, because I've thought a lot about this. Really put yourself in that position. You are a young adult juggalo female. You meet Violent J. He says, do you rap? You say yes. And then he says, do you want to be on Psychopathic? What the fuck would you say? Right. And quite frankly, I think that she did the best that she could with what she had. And my thing is this. I am friends with somebody who knows her, like, personally. And she don't seem like the type of person who would lie to me. I don't think she gives a fuck who I am. And to that end, from what she says, Blase writes her own lyrics. And Blase Rose is not exactly, like, fucking MC Light or nothing. But... She's not terrible. I've heard way worse. And so... You just said that you didn't hear her... I No, I listened to some of uh, whatever the first album was. Broken? Broken. Oh, okay. I did listen to some of that. Um, what was it? Was it singing or rap? It was mostly rap. Some singing, obviously, on hooks and shit. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, number one, obviously we know if it's a psychopathic project that the female, male, whatever, Jay is writing lyrics on it. Right. But it's also, I, I'm trying to remember if I actually heard any of, because listen, I'm not even trying to be a hater, but that Trine project was fucking not good. What's Trine? Jay shared it once on the Insane Clown Posse page. It was fucking uh, Roxy Red, Bla Blase Rose, and I don't even fucking, the, the goddess Inanna or Inanna, I don't fucking know. And here's the problem, because I don't even care. I will, I'm not trying to be a hater. I really am not. And especially, I took the time to listen to the fucking songs. And that's more than I do for most people. But the one line that I remember, and I don't know which one of the fucking three of them said it, but the line was, this ass is like a ball, firm and round. So I bounce it on his dick when his girl is and my main problem with that is just that this ass is like a ball. This is a ball. Is that like what? The the the, the very small soccer ball. Ball. It's firm and round. Yeah, I know. It like, but just something about that lyric just fucking angered my soul. Yeah. I don't pretty know. Bad. It's just but, unimaginative. But so this is like, my completely. point. No, but so this is my point. That trying shit, I was not a fan of. Um. Blase and Roxy are doing something now called Petty, or Them Girls Petty, something, I'm, like, I'm not sure, it could be either one. Um, to their credit, from what I heard, rat, lyrically, not, like, terrible, like, not garbage, not amazing, but not garbage. 
But I see a video of their performance, and they just kind of stood in the same spot the whole time. And, like, Blase, you know, like, you know, popped their ass a little bit, but, like, they just stayed in the same spot the whole time. Right. And I just, if I wasn't a performer, maybe I wouldn't notice, but, like, there, there was something weird about that where just, like, a rapper only standing in one place the whole time on stage. Yeah. Which, they, the, this is the whole thing, which, this is why I think Blase got a bum rap. She, like... This was being said about Ice Spice recently, that they've been throwing her on stage and she's not a seasoned performer yet. She doesn't really know what she's doing. Yeah. I don't think that Blase actually did the rounds enough to be able to start stepping on Juggalo stages. Like, I don't think people understand that Juggalos are harsh fucking critics. Like, their bar might be kind of low with certain things, but you're either they're either going to love you or they're going to throw shit at your head. Yeah. So, to that end, I feel like and it's a crazy thing, too, because she's from New England, so I don't understand why there was no effort to actually do some, like, get-out-there-underground shit. I don't see why there was no interest in that. Well, the project probably just fell on deaf ears. Ah, uh, well, but, so even from before that, because you want to know what? I gotta be honest, here's, the, here's a perfect example. I think it was a terrible idea to have just played the video and not even had her come out. Nobody knew what the fuck was happening! Like, whose idea was that? That's why I barely remember it. I, like, I like, it was so, such an uneventful It was signing. a very, it wasn't, it, it was just very strange. It didn't, like... Well, in any case, to bring it back to this fucking release, this was a way to showcase artists, you know, this mm. record, you know, they showed... You That's know, what the cypher started yeah. to become, I guess, yeah. but... I there mean, was a few good ones, honestly. Like I liked that one that had Cage in it. It was like oh, Cage and yeah. Oh yeah, that one was fucking. Dope. You want to know what though? And I think Rotten Cake filmed it. I know, true indeed. Yeah. I think what one of the I think what one of the things was is that <sighs> Cyphers were just popular at the time. Right. Like they were becoming this uh, this thing that. Uh, I think one of them they were like it was called If We Were a Gang or something like that. <laughs> We just marched on Washington, and then two years later, yeah, but if we were a gang... Yeah, no, I know, which as far as I'm concerned is the exact same thing as O.J. Simpson writing a book saying, if I did it. It really was. Watching that cypher was a hard one to swallow, dude. Like, Like, come on, man. Oh, my God. What are you talking about? I just gotta, bro, I gotta tell you, especially for the fact that, bro... This Doing Dead cool. End on fucking... I, I'm glad that it was on Psychopathics from Outer Space because it was a song that helped make them more, like, underground legendary. Yeah. But fucking... That is... I've said this before, I know. Almost every one, podcast we talk about one of this song, so I'm glad that we finally... One of the best fucking collabs they have ever done. Like, yeah. the sound effects were on point the way they used them. The fucking verses were... They all fed into each other. They all like they all talk about each other. And with uh fucking Ice T, his was like Yeah, cause he was like, fuck it, I'm the OG around here. So he said, known killer. Matter of fact, I killed the most. Cause that, you know, like, yeah, at random, but some of them are playing the bucket. The kicks your bucket, for you, floor you, got more guns if there's more. Oh my god. Fucking that whole presentation was uh, but check it this time I'll be the one dissecting I can't wait to feel the heat with let it flesh me oh my lord that track 
was such solid, solid wicked shit. And the fact that Ice-T did that and then came back and he was in a family underground, was playing at fucking Hog Rock. Oh, he felt it and got it and understood Oh, no, it for sure. He's what... And honestly, you know... I'm saying, OG is fuck. He probably heard it, too, and was like, wow, not only are these guys good, but, like, their outer crew, like, not even outer, Mike Clark is part of ICP. Yes. Everybody knows and understands that, but, like, the way that, like, he had been so, you know, um, instrumental in, no pun intended, in their career, <laughs> like, fleshing out, like, those, like, like that. huge fucking, like, soundscapes. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, and even, like, the Amazing Maze is a great example of oh, that. Oh, yeah. And also huh. night, night and Day of, like, you know, fucking being, like, literally, like, a cartoon fucking, like, no, you will, so let me ask you this. ride. Or being, like, almost like a horror movie, like the Dead End song. Well, you know but so, being, like, two speaking of horror movie, movie songs, though. Yeah. One of the best, Sleepwalker. Oh, hell yeah. Oh. Yeah. That is such. Uh, and shout and, out but, to the Steak and Shake reference. No, Muddy Boots and Steak and Shake food wrappers on oh my, my lawn. Yeah. No, which, by the way, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that flow and the way that that song is done was almost like a cover or an homage to something. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, sure, yeah, but I think it might have so actually possible been. possible because Jay has been all about No, I know. He's really good about Covers that. and what they call interpolations. Yes. Yeah, he's a big one. But no, and but, but so even beyond that, this is one of these kinds of things where even if he was doing, because it was his own thing, so even if it wasn't interpolation, it was still his lyrics, this is one of these moments where, you, where the, he really shows how good of a rapper he is. Like, to keep that flow the whole way through the song and never fucking drop it. Yeah. And only when and he did. No, like, some of the lines were so good. I didn't... One of the lines in this song was one of those lines that actually got me for a long time. Um, Never was too popular. The kids were point and stare. I thought he said something about a nightclub after that. <laughs> I went to the nightclub. That's and why I went to the nightclub. Right yeah, I in. thought, oh, he just drank alcohol and he got fucking drunk and he fell asleep and then he got up and killed everybody. <laughs> I'd go to the nightclub. Yo, I'd go to the nightclub and break that shit right there. Yo, bro, no, you cannot tell me that you can't get your brain there. No, I but, get it. It's just so it's such a funny, like, I drink that shit. Never was. No, I know. But now I know. Yeah, I, no, I heard so, it. Never so was. So, that why, that's why I bring like the, the NyQuil night, and drink that shit right this there. Was, this was the NyQuil era. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, oh yeah. Any oh yes. No, facts. You know, like. Which I will say, it's funny where the when you listen to music, it, or if I, like, when I listen to my own shit, I can tell what I was watching and what I was doing in my life based on those lyrics because that's what was happening. Like, in fucking Extermination with Mission Infect. Yeah. I, have, I uh, was, uh, I think, at least once, if not twice. Um... I fucking was drinking absinthe. Ah, yeah. So I had a uh, chilling in the cut with Mad Pip, dripping, drinking absinthe, and everybody's wondering my sanity's absinthe. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of cocaine references when I was doing cocaine. <laughs> it tends to happen. You know, the things that you do get represented in the art. And uh, in this case, it was a lot of NyQuil to be done. Uh. <laughs> you want to know what, though? It's because NyQuil fucking works. Well, God I, damn it. And it said in the Juggalo handbook that fucking, uh, you know, they were on tour, you know, 
Oh yeah, no, he did drink the chocolate milk chocolate before milk he throw the night cold down. Shit, I did that too. I, I did that same recipe. So many of us probably did. Hey, you know, know it worked, man. Yeah. Chocolate milk keeps you fucking uh, keeps Lines your stomach. The stomach. Oh, nice. We all have diabetes. Uh. I bro, I really do love about Juggalo shit that there are so many corners to walk into, come back to the middle, and then be like, oh, but there's that shit over there too. Psychopathics from Outer Space is such a good example of what made Psychopathic great. And it's especially, because when you really think about it, it's just ICP and Twisted, right? Like, am I crazy? Uh, is there, oh, and Misery. 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 And but the so, there is something to be said about that. Because number one... Blaze, technically. Uh, that's fair. But... It does say, or it does show anyway, that it was the era where they were really starting to come into their own, and it also uh, speaks to why number two is better, because number two has a much more wide variety, way better production. Yo, fuck yeah. I can't wait till we get to that one, man. That's going to be a fun one. That was less of a compilation and more of an album. No, I, I said that. I absolutely said that. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I remember that one was so good. There was a guy I knew from New Jersey, excuse me, who, I think his name was Roach or Roche, but he made an animation for uh, Conquer. Your world will conquer dark powers with, your, with the black match stand. No heroes to stop us. It's ours. Take it, we ain't giving it back. Bro, that album is fire. And the no. Potmouth Kings disc. No, I know. Oh, it. I love it. No, that was... It's uh, pretty funny that they like uh, had a straight-up open disc towards them. I remember, like, no. They never really stopped they working didn't, together. But you want to know what? They couldn't afford to because they needed that audience. They actually, here's the thing. They cut the word daddy out of the track. Oh, oh yeah. Remember. That so, but that's dude. the point. So not everybody knew that. Yeah. Some people knew if you paid attention. Yeah. Because... If you watch the, it was the Stone in the Cemetery tour. Yeah. They were supposed to set up a tour, that didn't was, work I out. Know, yeah. That was how the beef started. Yeah. And then but, eventually they did it ten years later when nobody cared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when it didn't fucking matter at, at all. all. It would have been so it. much better than fucking originally. The well, because yeah, because you wanted to what? Weed exactly. That's, That's what got me into Twisted. I didn't start listening to Green Book because again, like I had my first job. And I was mm-hmm. buying, I remember Behind the Paint, fucking Wizard of the Hood, and Green Book all came out, like, within fucking months of each other. And I, uh, my buddy was like, yo, he, uh, he basically, we traded and burned, I burned, uh, the, the copy of the Green Book, and then heard Hydro, and then, like, back where peddled, like, my world into Twisted, like, oh my god, I can't believe I actually, that. you know, it's, a, it's very funny. Uh, I had this, uh, homie Matt Rose, uh, some years ago. Uh, shout out to him. He, uh, we were waiting for the train once, and he was, uh, I had a freak show, and... That was the second album that I I told, I, uh, I showed him, uh, I showed him bags, and he just kept listening to that shit over and over and over. I know you brought the, I hope you brought the paper, Uh, you know, I brought the the trees, and Listen, you want to know what, bro? Here's my problem. Because I'll tell you right now, like, I'll just go on record. Like, if I got, like, if I met Jay and there was any talk of, like, me working with him at all, it's fuck twisted that day. I don't, yeah. I don't give a fuck. But 
until that day, it's not officially my beef. It's not officially my problem. Right. So you want to know what? I got to tell you, it's hard. It's really difficult for me because at this point, looking back at what they were to the Juggalo community, because I don't give a fuck what anybody says. There is a lot of old school super old school down as fuck juggalos that specifically got brought down because of Twisted because they did that hip hop shit that made it accessible to the point where we were like I was able to listen to it as somebody who wanted to be a rapper because as somebody who wanted to be a rapper that listens to ICP you can't spit like that around the homies they're gonna call you they're gonna clown you and they're gonna be like you bro you can't spit stop it so and that's the thing is that I hung with people that would straight up say bro you can't rap stop it so, at that point, this is why I said I would spit somebody's dissing you because this was my way of validating the fact that you can be a juggalo and you can spit. Because I couldn't think of an ICP verse that I could spit for the homies like that that was like, was on that level. Because it all had to come down to some kind of like wild, violent, crazy <laughs> shit. As opposed to just like, you know, spitting that shit. Yeah. So like, no, but there was one thing I was going to say about Murder, 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 which I agree. Fantastic song. Yeah. That right there. I was in Seaside Heights. This was the year, the first year that I went to the gathering. So 2003. Wizard of the the Hood of Original Drop, Green Book, when it first came out. Um... I was walking down the boardwalk uh, right at the end of Casino Pier. I think Grant is the name of the street. And I seen a dude walking, like there's a little ramp you can walk up to the, and they, it was, these, you know, everybody was standing there. And this dude had this little black boombox, like with a cassette player. And he was playing Murder, Murder, Murder. And I walked up to him while some like, hey, bro. Much love. Like, I'm just curious. Do you, do you know what song you're listening to? Do you know what that is? And he was like, fuck yeah, bro. That's Twisted, man. And I was like, that was maybe <coughs> outside of the gathering. First time I had met a black juggalo that was not people that I was direct. Like, and he, because I'm really trying to think back. It may have been the first time that I met a black juggalo. And that was one of these kinds of things where it's just like, or it, it couldn't have been the first time in 2003. I have to have met one. I have met a black juggalo before then. I had been to New York shows. So I take it back. I apologize. However, it was the first time that I ran into a black juggalo in the wild, so to speak. Right. And just out in, out in the world. Like, just rapping that. Just walking around. Like, bro, are you fucking really playing that on your own fucking boombox with your own hands? Uh-huh. Like,. I just, those kinds of moments, and it doesn't happen that much anymore, but when that kind of shit happens, man, and just like, that's one of the great things about albums like Psychopathics from Outer Space, because it has shit that just like, you have those connections, dude. These things that just become ubiquitous in your life to the point where I'm like, oh yeah, ICP is just, you know, they're just spitting regular lyrics and then their fucking tongues are coming out like snakes. And I'm like, wait, no, no, that's, that's not normal. That's not normal at all. You know, it was great too, is they kind of shoehorned it, but it is funny as the T-skip. No, listen, shoehorned it or not, that frankly, you want to know what it was, they did the skits and they were like, where are we going to put these? Oh, we'll put them on here. Yeah. 
And no, I'm sorry. Those skits are fantastic. And then they this uh call back on what else? I sure do appreciate y'all let me ride with you. Just let me pinch off in the backseat big time. Uh, 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 Alright, y'all. Let's see. Uh, no, I love how Jay is like, look at this motherfucker. Uh, and you gonna have to school way to fuck over, money. My favorite is Shaggy's reaction at the end of the second sketch when they're like, oh, so my oh, back. Oh, 20 all got my back. And he's like, fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. When I got my eggs, I own it. You can fry the boat dozen by now. All I want was eggs and fries, shit. Which also, I always wondered, and in my head, I always thought that was the second order. Like they had eaten, and then he put a second order in. Because they're also asking for the check at the same time. So it's like... Uh, you want to know what, man? Oh, that restaurant really sucks. And they're, they're getting the check. And I mean, motherfucking well, his eggs. What the hell? I mean, you want to know what? I think... Uh, well, no, and here's the thing. He starts off with another rack of toast. So obviously... Another uh, rack of toast. Let me uh, guess. <laughs> another rack of toast. What uh, else did they bring tea back on? Did they? No, first of all, on Fatso, that has one of the best skits ever. Which, this is, I want to get to this because I I, I alluded to this earlier. I genuinely, because I don't know if it's true, Monoxide for sure came up like seven mile, like white trash fucked up. Right. For sure. Like it's pretty verified. And, but Madrox though, I'm not sure. I think he did have a rough home life. His father died when he was young. He was very sick. His mother and father, again, I was a product of two people who never got along. I was named after a song that I heard the night I was born. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that right there is some heavy, that's actually some very heavy shit. So at that point, I look at it like, Jamie Madrox is kind of like a Wes Craven of a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Because I find him to be, I, it was always, back in the day, Madrox is a better rapper. Not It wasn't even a question. Monoxide can rap well, and that's why they work, but Madrox was, back then, far and away the best rapper. That's not always true anymore, but uh, Madrox was always the better rapper. And to that end, I think that it's very interesting the kinds of ideas and concepts they've come up with, because I saw some, put it to you like this, I remember, and I saw this with my own two eyes, so nobody can tell me this didn't happen, uh, at the uh, ICP seminar, right after Dark Lotus came out, Juggalo asked, uh, what, what is Python? And they were like, oh, Madrox came up with that shit. Like, we don't even know. We, he just went into the booth and said it, and he came out, and we were like, yeah, man, fucking Python. And everybody starts laughing. But to th- that, to me, is like, so he came, okay, so he came up with that. But then I also, not that long ago, uh, Shaggy, I heard him say that it was one of these interviews that Dark Lotus, they had to be convinced to do it. Right. That they, like, didn't want to do it. Which, those two things can be mutually exclusive. Like, he can have come up with Python and can have contributed heavily to the album. And it can also be true that he was convinced to do it and he didn't want to do it at the forefront. I think that's the absolute certain truth right there. I, the, well, so you see, you do think that they were that they didn't want to do it, that they were like pushed into it. Yeah, All right. I, I, fair I, I, enough. I, I can see that. I just I gotta I gotta tell you, I, also, I just haven't you thought wanna, that much you about get it. A whole objective take because 
because you know that I don't just coalesce into group thought. I well, no, of course. I just the only thing I do just I want heard, to point out what I heard about the deal of that album is right. that they were paid by verse. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no. Okay, and so that, that I actually have heard. I have heard. And they right. did not get merch cuts. Right. And they okay. did not get like. So where's the incentive to be like? Yeah. But then they probably convinced them like, look, people like me were on the fence about them, and they're like, let's show you, let's show the world like how well you can. Still not a great, and I don't know. I'm just flying the wall. I'm just trying to look at from both sides. Sure. Why would you walk away from such a built-in model of success year after year? There's probably greater reasoning. You would think so. No, and by the way, I look forward. They also are good enough artists where, like, not to cut you off, when they do get involved or signed to a project, they probably were like, all right, well, we're going to do this. We're going to do this as fucking, you know, as as well as we can, you know, like, but uh, I could see them having to be convinced. I also, I I, I think they initially really, like, Jay really wanted Esham, you know. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, but so here's the problem. Esham showed up by 2000. Yeah. So at that point, he was there. Yeah. And he, he was there. Didn't want, he probably didn't want to do the group thing. Oh, well, oh, you, you mean know. for Dark Lotus. For Dark Lotus. Yeah, yeah but you want to know what? I got to tell you, and it's then funny. He even, he even talks about Dark Lotus on Tongues, I'm pretty sure. I think he says the word Dark Lotus. That is, that, I haven't listened to Tongues in a while. Um, I could be wrong about that, and I'm getting older. <laughs> so nah, hey, look, you want to know what, man? I, I will also say, though, I think that it speaks to, you said this once uh, before, but it just speaks to who Isham is, that everything can have happened the way that it has, and Isham and Jay are out on tour right now. Yeah. Like, living it up, living their best lives. I really, for them, they it really makes me happy to see it. Because they inextricably created this world together. There would not be an ICP Absolutely. if there was not an Isham. No, I, you want to know what? Wouldn't it's, have happened. It's you know a shame. I mean? I'm like, glad. I really, at the very least, with the three-headed monster, I think that it's been good that because I've been seeing the pictures, man. People are showing out for those shows. It's the perfect representation of past, present, future of the entire culture. The one who came up with fucking Homie the Clown, which in turn inspired this man, which 20 years later made this motherfucker do his own record label. Bing bang boom, real life psychopathic chapter 17. That's yeah, it. Man. It's crazy to just like, so, you know, again, to just like and lay it out. There's like a like pocket this. of older fucking people trying to hate on it. And it's like, you have to suspend your bullshit for a little bit to like, if you uh, want. I don't it, disagree at all. If you want it all to continue. Bro, you know, that's what I've been trying to fucking does, explain to people. Know? Like, you need to recognize that. Like, there is one, there are certain parts about it that are annoying. Like, apparently, Juggalo's showing up to the fucking gathering and then asking why people are throwing soda. Right. I'm sorry, what the fuck did you just say? But at the same time, the real reality of it is that these younger kids, there's a lot of, like, Ouija's wave, like, that kind of rap, that kind of shit. There's a lot of it out there. And Ouija works with people that are all the way outside of Juggalo shit. Ricky Hill is a good example. Um, I don't know a ton of his shit, but it's Tommy Hilfiger's son. And they go hard. So, fucking, they did an album together. He just did this album with Triz, who that's fucking Brother Lynch Hong uh, fucking dude for years now. Like, Ouija Mac, his ability to put albums out very quickly is actually pretty impressive, I gotta tell you. But my thing is... It's only every so often that I hear him spit some shit where I'm really like, fuck yeah, man. Because he can do it, 
But I feel like he maybe sacrifices a little bit of quality to be able to put out so much. Right. But it's just what the, I don't kid, know, man. the kids like flow over anything yeah. else, and the kids yeah. got it. You know what I mean? He can. This is true. Oh, you read about that, man. Listen, bro, for for him to have created the following that he has and people want to act like he ain't fucking done nothing, it's like, when you got people that are getting fucking Chapter 17 tattoos on their neck by the dozen, you cannot fucking say that the man has not contributed to the culture. And especially, I've seen his sets. Um, He's very good live. I don't care if he fucking... Everybody lip syncs nowadays, all right? I don't want to fucking hear it. Stop telling me that, oh, he had the backtrack on. The clowns have the backtrack on, all right? I don't want to fucking hear it. been to an ICP show. Really? Like, uh, let's fucking, uh, let's be real here. And the old, but, when they jump in the crowd, you can literally hear it just go. No, and I also want to say this, bro, on some super duper real hip-hop shit. DJ Chunk, I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of the kid, but he's been a juggalo since he was like a child. If not a teenager, maybe younger than a teenager. I'm not certain. But I've seen that. And then this dude, I don't know if you've ever really listened. He can spin his ass off. Like, he's fucking good. I tried to get him on Villainous Wickedness, but I couldn't get a fucking response. Which, fair. We don't know each other. Right. But fucking... It's okay, though, because Slip Wax did it. And Slip Wax is a fucking... The master. One of the best. But Chunk is also very... Very good, and I'm like, here's the thing. and that to me just not to cut you off, but in his case specifically, and this is another one of these things that I give to Ouija in Chapter 17, is that Chunk got to go from being a little kid juggalo to being the dude on stage looking out at a gathering crowd that belonged to him, right? Him and Ouija, like that is beautiful, like, and that is some shit that only being a juggalo, in my opinion. Because there is a lot of crowds that you can look out at. There are very few crowds that are the gathering of the juggalos where you are looking out and you know objectively these are all my people. Yeah. Like you can go to, you know, EDM fests and whatever and you see all these screaming faces. Oh, that's really cool. That's not the same as the gathering, man. Like the gathering, that is fucking, that's all juggalos. That is, who the fuck else is going to be there at a day two Ouija Max set other than a fucking juggalo? Right. Like, and to be able to look out at that crowd and be like I did that that's fucking and that's exactly why by the way that like I said I do feel like Blase kind of got a bum rap because she just did the best she could with the hand that she was yeah but I feel like it's two fundamentally different things alright well listen no by the way of course they're two fundamentally different things but I'm just saying that if you were given that opportunity right if somebody was like if like again Basically, Jay is the only one who can do it. It was like, yeah, keys to the kingdom. We, yo, why, who the fuck is... What juggalo is going to say no to that? Right. I just... I don't understand. It doesn't even fucking register in my brain. And so... No, I uh, I just, um, you know, don't have an opinion either way, you know. Fair enough. I, again, my whole thing is this. I think you're. I see a lot of people like, that. I think it's very. Oh, right. oh, absolutely. Okay like well, no. So here's. Like a, oh no. And so, by the way, I'm not telling anybody that they need to like Blase. I'm not saying that she's a particularly good artist. Yeah. Everything that I've heard, I was never blown away. I was just making the point that her shit was not garbage. Right. Like I've heard some garbage ass rappers in my life, and she wasn't one of them. And that 
I think that she got set up in a really shitty situation where she would again like now what she did past leaving psychopathic and like you know again she clearly she's opening for the three-headed monster show um obviously her and jay are still tight um that's that, that frankly that i have no opinion on that right there is the shit that i have no no interest in no opinion on that shit don't matter to me at all but the shit that does the the merch the merch i'm seeing this i'm just fucking no the 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 hatchet for fucking like because that was something that was on psychopathic records specifically i do feel like that situation played out very unfortunately for her. that's all i'm saying and it's funny because i feel like if they had done something where they had introduced her a little bit more low-key grassroots and Included her on some kind of a compilation like Psychopathics from Outer Space, whatever it could have been for that time frame, it probably would have had much more efficacy. And uh, who knows what could have actually happened. But at this point, again, we are uh, headed on down the road. Uh, that's I, that's not a song. I just made that up. But um, well, we have to throw out before we close this out. We fucking didn't talk about Slimanus, which is one of the crowning... Well, yeah, know. that's true, but I think I got... Also bro- the weakest of the discs. Well, yeah, and the main reason for that is because they didn't actually write mu- much of it. Yeah. They let Eminem write half of it. Yeah. So... And it was clever or whatever, you know, it's, but... I mean, here's the problem. It kind of wasn't. Not the, I not never... I'll, bro, I'll be honest with you, I never liked that song. Yeah, it's like uh, pretty bad, but the nothing but a bitch thing is fucking dope. Ooh, boy. The, no, we talked... If we, oh, no, we already talked about that's that. That's Oh, my Lord. Oh, that's a Forgotten Freshness song, technically. Yes. Yeah. Now, and you want to know what? Uh, that said... Uh, I will call the audible if I decide, like, I'll listen to Flying Guillotine again. Or no, Chaos Theory, I'm sorry. I will listen to Chaos Theory again, and if I feel like it's something that we just need to talk about, then I will. But, uh, definitely think that the next album has to be Lotus. Yeah. And, because we're not, you know, we, we, we're we going towards the sixth. We're not quite there yet. And we gotta get Wayne the Pain. No, no, I know. Oh, I told him that. I was talking to him about it for the fucking. I, I gotta hear about that show. Yeah. I gotta hear about that freestyle. Yeah. It's funny. I've talked about this. Wayne is one of the only rappers that fucking when he starts freestyling, it's like, okay, no, you're good. Keep going. Yeah. Most people, it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, will you please stop? Well, because Wayne gets you pulled into <clears throat> his world. Oh yeah. Want to hear more? Well, but he's got bro. He's got bars, but he's got bars in a way where he flows it so well that you don't even notice it. Yeah, he might not even rhyme, and you don't even notice that exactly. he did. Exactly, like, yes! Because you're so caught up. Oh my it. god, I fucking love it. I used to call him the Stone Cold Steve Austin of Boston. Back <laughs> day. I like that. that energy, dude. No, bro, that is, uh, no, that is solid. Listen, this album went all over the place, but I think that's kind of fucking uh, apropos. For an album that is so fucking well, I mean this podcast as well, but for an album that really was just this compilation of random shit. Let's be honest, that's really what it was. Yeah. So at that point, fucking, I think this was a good episode. I think we had a lot of very good conversations. We talked about everything from Blase Rose to fucking Ice T's verse for the third time in a row. Was it the third time? I'm pr- I, I know I, that I, I, talk, know, I know I talked about, about it last about time. We've done it definitely. Every episode, I feel uh, like. Well, maybe. 
<laughs> Maybe. I, I, I listen. That's, I like it a lot. Um, uh, you want to know what? See, I should. Here's the problem. Because, no, I'm literally in my head. I'm like, oh, why don't we just let the fans decide? Which episode do you want to hear next? Yeah. Anybody is going to say Chaos Theory. Yeah. No, nobody. <laughs> nobody except some no. juggalo that wants to be ironic and funny. Not one person is going to want to hear about uh, take on Chaos yeah, Theory, really. probably. Most of them are going to have to listen to it for the first time to have an opinion about it. So good, though. <laughs> I like it. I let you, I'm not even trying to be No, listen, by the way, that's kind of my thing. Is I didn't like it when I listened to it when I was younger, and I want to give it another go through. So I am going to eventually do that either way. But no, Lotus, I, it's Lotus, I think, is probably yeah, what it's going to be. And which, by the way, no, and we're going to have to go on YouTube because uh, I'm not even trying to hate on ABK, but... Uh, there is only oh, the one. Yeah, there is only yeah. one Tales from the Lotus pod. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm really genuinely not trying to hate on ABK. And by the way, I want to make this very clear. There is only one Tales from the Lotus pod, but there is also only one Black Rain. Yeah. And true. Black Rain is fucking phenomenal. I love that album. You know how I feel about uh, ABK and oh, Doc of Lotus. Uh, well, he's, you know, I, 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 uh, he's the Curly Joe of Doc Lotus. We don't really talk Shemp. about him. He's not a Shemp. Maz is Shemp. Because Shemp was OG. Shemp was before Curly. And then fucking Curly came in. Oh, wow. And then See, Curly I, died, I, I and then they brought in that. Curly Joe. Okay, I forgot so, about that. So, we don't talk about Curly Joe. Nobody talk talks about, about it. Nobody wants to hear about Curly fucking Joe. ABK, AKA Curly Joe. Oh, my God. yeah, Lord. I gotta get out of here. No, hey, I'm, uh, I got you, bro. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is a pleasure as always. I thank you for spending your time with us, uh, listening to, uh, to Goofballs talk about Juggalo shit. Don't forget, uh, www.terminal-wellness.com, uh, check out the, uh, the offerings for the movie, check out the website, donate something. Um, still gonna do the, uh, the live stream. I, Jay, I just gotta talk to somebody about physically how you do the shit and we're gonna do it within the next week or so and uh nobody's gonna hear this before the show i thought of a cool drinking and smoking game too where yes play okay along. oh that you should know be we great should do? we should maybe come up with like a charity to donate to or something people could uh, you know the charity is terminal wellness yeah <laughs> all right that's true all right cool sweet i'm saying like yeah. that's what we're trying to we're trying to fucking do shit make a movie yeah let's do it trying to do yeah. the goddamn thing yeah. but um no, I think that... Uh, Thank you for anybody who's checked it out. Thank yeah, you. no, absolutely, bro. I really... I, I told you, man. I'm super excited to see that shit go down. Um, I uh, just want to make sure that everybody here listening today knows that they need to scoop the loop and fold the flop. And then... I, I was waiting for you to come in after you, 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 you should... I guess I know. I guess I should have. Everybody should scoop that loop, and then I. Well, but okay, but so here's the problem. I don't like the that because I scoop the loop and fold the flop sounds better than scoop that loop and fold that flop. That is my opinion. Okay. So you want to know what? Then let's try it again. I want all you motherfuckers to remember to scoop the loop and fold the flop. Yes. We will see you again next week, you beautiful clown-faced bastards.